nutshell, if not for OTT, I am not here uh, at all uh, in this point of time, and then I am not. I would not have been had the opportunity of uh, being on-screen actor. So that's the kind of power that OTT has today. Uh, the kind of demand that OTT uh, expects from the technicians or actors. So a background with theatre gives immense opportunity for all uh, you know these actors to get into OTT as quickly as possible and adapt. So though the process of working is different, uh, how you create a scene, how you create a, a story, how you structure uh, would be different in theatre but then in OTT is also different but how quickly one actor can adapt into this medium is unbelievable. So that's the kind of opportunity theatre actors and skilled actors have in OTT uh, as a field. This is the best period ever. So specifically, uh, what, uh, what discipline of theatre has really helped you in OTT? I think discipline. <laughs> discipline. I think, I think that's, that's what... Uh, that's what theatre teaches you uh, because uh, no matter what, it's a life, so the actor has to be available. Every single actor, whether he's playing the lead or he's going to stand right behind, holding an armor and, and then just standing there. He, he's got to be there on stage, on time. So, so that, I think, uh, gives a total dimension towards uh, uh, adapting into uh, OTT. Because the creators of OTT are extremely demanding. They don't have the time. Because the depth of scene that they are creating today, uh, you know, people used to say that getting into the skin of the character, but it's no longer that. Getting into the skin of the scene is what is important today. So, um, uh, how all actors believe, trust in each other in theatre, that is reflecting now in OTT. Because if there is no trust on stage, then the scene falls flat. And that is what is happening in OTT because that trust the director or the creators are expecting that kind of a trust among each other. So that's beautiful space now, yeah. And coming to you Manoj, um, you had a long and successful film career, you still have a long and successful film career before you got into uh, OTT. Um, so um, what, uh, how did it help you, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll say acting is acting, but uh, was there anything specific that helped you in the longer format? A longer format is very challenging. You know, uh, on the contrary, uh, you know, Dayal was uh, partially right in saying that, you know, you have to get into this skin of the scene. But uh, it's the keeping the consistency of the character, keeping the flow of the character, keeping all those nuances uh, of the character. Uh, and also, uh, remembering each and every scene and where it's coming is the most difficult thing. I mean, Raj and DK, uh, they start with the first episode, scene, scene from first episode and the second episode, second scene that we are going to shoot, it actually coming from the ninth episode. So, keeping the, keeping the graph, you know, and deciding the, the graph of it, you know, in a, in a matter of time, I think it's a, it's a most difficult thing and you can, you can only do it if you are with the character and with, with the script. You can't do it, otherwise you are just depending on the, your directors and, and, you know, and their guidance. And I, I personally like to 
you know, be be uh, self-sufficient and not bothered by directors all the time. Where it's coming, you know, uh, how should I do it? You know, instead of that, I would like to surprise my directors and tell them that no, I am quite oppressed with the with the with the script, and I remember it. Now let's try various things about it. So yeah, the consistency factor, the graph, the flow. Uh, I think that's the most challenging thing uh, that most actors, you know, must be going through. I go through it, and I would like to believe that everyone goes through it. You know, it goes through the same thing. So, uh, how do you do it? As in, uh, do you do it in your head, or do you make notes? What's your secret? See, the preparation time is the notes time. You know, when you are doing it, that is not the time when you start jotting down. I, uh, on the day of the shoot, I, I try to rehearse quite a lot. I try to read my scenes, you know, um, as much as possible. Then, you know, with the with the directors and their input, you know, try various things about uh, about it. If I'm going wrong, there is Raj out there, GP, who is coming and telling me, Manoj, I think, you know, this is uh, this this is not going to be right because before this, your reaction is going to be this. So this this performance will not work for you. I'll give you an example. Uh, a shootout happens. In uh, in a in police station in second season, okay. After uh, Sunny Hinduja's character, what was his name? Milin. Milin dies, and the first the first time when I perform, I howled, okay. And Raj came to me and said, Manoj, no, don't do that. Just give me a performance where you are just stunned, you know, because. After this, you are going to speak to your wife, and there you should, you would be breaking down. So you can't break down here. So you know, the, these little little things. So just one of the times yeah. we we said, otherwise he's one of those first rankers who act like getting study. <laughs> and, uh, all night he mucked up. He comes to the shoot like he hasn't prepared at all. He's joking around, and we are thinking, did he even read the scene? I'm always worried he's young enough to be right. So he's just one of those guys, you know, who will surprise you on the scene. And he wants surprises constantly. I said, tell me, it's okay, I don't want to surprise him. So yeah, he's one of the most well-prepared actors who don't look, who doesn't look it, but once he performs, you realize that he's actually on the dot at the same time. Uh, Rajan DK and in whichever order you want to uh, uh, answer. Now you you came into OTT uh, with a background of uh, independent cinema. You know, with uh, I still remember watching Flavors, which is still one of my favorite films of yours, and uh, which was delightfully indie. And, uh, and now then after a few films you did uh, Family Man, which is obviously big in scale and everything. So uh, what? Uh, what about indie cinema helped you, uh, you know, make a mark in OTT? Um, I think indie cinema made us a complete filmmakers. I remember making our first business cards where we wanted to say director and all that, but we wanted to make it filmmaker because it felt like a complete definition of somebody who would not just direct but write, direct, produce, edit, whatever needs to be done. So indie filmmaking for us really taught us to be self-sufficient, completely self-reliant. Just the two of us could actually go and shoot a film, edit a film, add music, sound, the whole damn thing till it releases. So that's what 
gave us the confidence that we don't know anybody else in the industry. So what do we know is the skill set that we we taught ourselves. We bought a computer, learned, learned, taught ourselves how to edit. So this whole package gave us the confidence that wherever you put us, we can make a film, irrespective of the budget, irrespective of the stars. So I think that's what still keeps us going. Even the Family Man, the way we shot it, the way we approached it, the way we switched from features to series. The indie background was so strong for us that it helped us so much to, you know, to do anything and then kind of push down the rope whenever we want to because at the end of it, it's just you. You can screw it up or you can do it well. So it's in your hands. I mean, uh, <coughs> see, I mean, not necessarily for OTT, but indie filmmaking, what it does is it helps you come to terms with that you'll not get everything you want and there's a lot of things you won't know and you'll have to kind of adapt and Jugaad is the word for it. Somehow get the job done. That's how we started off making films. So when we, once we are comfortable making films, we made a few films and everybody's making films, suddenly this new beast called OT, this series comes to India, right? I mean, of course, all of us have seen series from the West and there are so many favorite series from the last decade or two that we all have. But for the first time, we are making every filmmaker in India, like nobody in India has ever made a series. Right? There is no producer, nobody who knows how to make a series in India and certainly now we have to make a series. So I think that Jugaad mentality, that idea of going back and figuring out how it's done, you know, that comes in very handy. So because when, when we made our first series, we had to relearn a lot of things about how to make a series. Just like we had to learn how to make a film in our first film. Yeah, also now, um, so sorry, I'm taking this, but you know, there are such framings that they no, they do in their series. Usually, you, you've never seen it. You've seen it in indifference. Okay, the certain framing, certain composition uh, uh, that these two used to suggest the cameraman, or you know, suddenly think of putting the camera uh, in some place and, and and shooting that particular shot. That used to give me. Uh, uh, just suddenly, it used, used to tell me that you know these guys are uh, either watching. You know all the independent films, or or they are going back to their flavors days. You know, so it it I think it, it helps in crafting also. Am I right? It helps in crafting your scenes, your shots. I think it, it helps. It helps me a great deal. My own experience uh, uh, of independent films. Lovely. Now, Purva, uh, can you tell us about your journey and uh, what led to Delhi Crime? Um, so, I started out as a banker <clears throat> and soon realized that uh, power of storytelling was where my heart gravitated towards. I'm a army kid who traveled our country and truly believe that we have hyper-local stories that must reach the rest of the world. Um, the route to Naman, um, reaching Dairy Crime was exactly in these three steps. Um, I was a Sony Pictures, Networks Asia girl. I used to run Animax and EXN for a long time. And American programmers with the love, love of my life, as in Amazing Race Asia, you name it, like Cyril's and Premagic, Minute to Minute. And uh, till I met Anurag, <laughs> Kashyap, and Guneet. And uh, they had this entire, you know, uh, I call them very loving, the gangs of Aramnagar. Uh, who have built this beautiful indie haven. You walk into the Aramnagar space in Bombay, uh, you'll feel the whiff of independent cinema. And it was very raw, it was beautiful. Uh, I saw some documentaries, I remember the first ones were Placebo and Haramkur. 
these are the two films that I saw that completely blew me away in terms of its narrative strength. And uh, I started falling in love with indie, so I started watching, and they kept rolling out one film after the other in terms of Vimeo links, right? Not accessible, best film festival runs, but uh, deeply appreciated across the world, but there was no distribution. So I like to plug myself as a need gap, you know, how do I kind of fill in the gap? And I kind of started going to every independent filmmaker. Uh, and meanwhile, I had left my job and fallen in love with a person who lived in the United States. So I didn't have a job at that time. So I thought I'll self-create that job. And I said, okay, I'll go to every independent film maker who has made a film in the past 10 years, who have traveled festivals. And so many of your pieces dropped into my lap. And it was, it was just like I went to Netflix and I knew that they were opening their global channels and global territories. And I said, whatever you give to one Salman Khan film, give me for 40 films. 40 independent. So these were films that were completely jaded and independent filmmakers were supposed to, I had convinced them that I'm, when they said digital rights, they were like, piracy karti hai. you're the one who, you know, so the, the intention was to be able to train them. So I spent two, two years convincing filmmakers to give the portfolio. And the first deal that we structured with Netflix kind of gave life. But that was also the beautiful time in Ammu, Siddharth, Amal, Fandry, you know, Film Istana, group of films were released and they've not only found viewership from across the world, it started opening up metrics in terms of what OTTs can do. So, uh, a lot of our careers are built on that, but I started understanding the need gaps. And then the buying patterns, renewal of deals kind of started taught, teaching us what is it that is appreciated. Delhi Crime came with a lot of love with Richie just trusting my instincts as a, for feedback, for creative feedback. And uh, once I read the scripts, I said, no matter what, I will make this happen. Because we went to every platform and everybody passed on it. From Netflix to Amazon to Hulu to Vice. I even went to some South American platforms. <laughs> uh, but uh, what was interesting was that a bunch of financiers came together. Uh, they had fate. Um, SK Global was the last to enter. And uh, uh, mentors Jeff Zaganski and you know Aaron Kaplan. The story is quite well known, but it was, I had to put in my own money and I went all out. And that was the big risk that you do take with pieces that you really trust. And uh, these are calculated risks. Um, and now, so you know what Delhi Crime was able to do. You have to have faith in the bound script. And then nobody else, like that is the living, breathing leader. And including the director starts serving the purpose of achieving that. I would like to point out to what Manoj said as well and they all said as well is that there is an ensemble here. There is this teamwork that you, they spoke about so beautifully that there is, yes, there is a protagonist and there is a very clear structure of who is the hero and the anti-hero but there is an ensemble that uplifts. Like if, if, Man, it, if, if it was only shouldering, Manoj was only shouldering the responsibility of putting so many plot lines and carrying the weight of so many plot lines the other performers, and that's why theatre performers and drama uh, school performers are so well adapted because the discipline that you have to perform on stage on that one day together in a coercive, as a coercive unit is so brilliantly translated to an OTT environment where you don't have, you know, specific... All, all Bollywood films have that very specific one, one character-led storyline. Here, everybody has their own subplots and they have to shoulder that responsibility of elevating. So, a Shafali gets elevated because of Boop, because of Rajan, you know, Rajan, or Rasika 
the girl, like all of them, Rajesh Telang, all of them really uplift that performance and so does go with him. So this cohesive unit and that's a dream and a boon and a pain actually as producer as well as for directors because there's a larger unit to manage. But, uh, oh, but series are truly large independent films in my understanding. Like a Delegram would be three independent films put together. You know, so that's my journey. That's how I read Jellygram. But my last one was Hunt for Veerappan, which is my very favorite. So we'll talk about that. But yeah, that's the latest. Yeah, there's a picture of you on the Delegram set, at, taken at some three in the morning. You're, you'd actually fallen asleep on a script. I still remember that. So I used to do Hindi dialogue reads uh, for, I don't know why, like Richie obviously, he is fully Desi and uh, completely at full Delhiite, but his Hindi is horrible. Uh, so I used to do dialogue checks and I had passed out because we were exhausted. But there was there was a lot of labor of love in building that one because it's truly Hindi. Everybody came in for the for the for the passion of wanting to do something bigger. My crew's average age was 27 years of you know, including our DOP who's 25, who's now their DOP, Johan Aitit. He started with Telegram One, and it was that raw energy and young energy, like Richie was the oldest man on set, you know, he was 14. Nobody, like everybody else was, I was 33 at that time. It's really important to be able to get that energy, that's why we dealt with dark material in this, then we wrapped it in 62 days straight, because it was independently financed, like there was just no liberties. Uh, so, yeah, that was a very, you talk about this photograph a lot now, but nobody cares about it. I mean, Richie doesn't refuses to put pull it down, but it was exhaustion of another point, but it was also a deep satisfaction. I was smiling while I was sleeping. So, so I wanted to ask um, you know, all of you about unlearning. Now, uh, starting with uh, Dayal. Now, theatre, it's a space like this. Uh, you have a stage, you have an audience like this, and uh, it requires a lot of projection, right? And um, OTT is the at the other end of the scale. So. Without getting too technical, uh, can you say what's your process of, um, you know, acting for OTT and keeping it subtle? Uh, unlearning is a very interesting word because that was the first word that I learned when I joined theatre. My director said that what the first thing that you need to learn is unlearn. Uh, things like small, small gestures that we have built over the period of years, you know, as we grow up, uh, you know, scratching or you know uh, all those small small things so how do you stand neutral on stage just stand without twitching nothing so that was the first challenge that one has to go through so from there theater builds so all these kind of trainings that uh, one goes through in theater the expectation from the creators of OTT is very simple so when they know there is a theater actor that is that's on stage I mean you know who's, uh, who's casted uh, the approach would be uh, different. That is what is my experience that I have seen. Uh, the way they communicate what is expected from that scene or from that uh, actor. See, these days in OTT there are 5 minutes, 7 minutes, 10 minutes single shots. I mean, it's, it's as good as doing a play, you know, a scene on stage. It's unbelievable to see all that happening. Uh, so, actors, when it comes to stage, it's about act, it's actor's medium, but but OTT or, or cinema is a director's uh, medium. Uh, 
So how quickly one adapts to the expectation of the creator is what matters, matters. and that's quite possible. These days you see a lot of theatre actors, uh, um, you know, busy with uh, OTT and, and cinemas. That's, uh, that's a real case today. And Manoj, did you have to do any unlearning to uh, adapt to the streaming medium? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, the only thing that you unlearn is what you have prepared. This is what I do. I prepare hard and after that I forget about it. You know, because this is very important to... Uh, preparation is very important so that you are confident and you, you are very much familiar with the, with, the, with the script that you are going to be part of. But when you are going there on the set, you have to keep your mind empty for other things to come in. Preparing too much can go completely wrong, you can go completely stiff and you will be unwelcoming of all the new ideas that a director can give it to you on that, bit, on that day. And it has happened to me in the past when I started it uh, around, around 29, 30 years back, it, it happened to me. I used to over prepare and I used to have uh, so much debate with my directors because I was not ready to welcome his ideas. Because I was so over-prepared, I was so prepared that no other new idea was welcome on that, on the day of the shoot. So, you know, eventually I started uh, realizing that this is, this is somewhere, the reason is something else, the reason is me, the reason is my preparation. So I'll have to keep my mind empty on the, on the day of the shoot for the new ideas to come in, for the, for the directors to direct me. Uh, it is. It, it it was very 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 important. That was that is the unlearning that I have done. And uh, Rajan D K. Obviously, you've learned learned a lot from you know your indie days. Uh, so, how was the transition uh, to suddenly having almost uh, from what it looks like from the outside unlimited resources at your disposal uh, compared to small indie films? Yeah, I mean, my yeah, my favorite thing is if some if if somebody gave you a small house, it's too small for you. If somebody gave you a big house, it's still too small for you, right? So uh, the way we operate is right. I mean, we uh, develop a script, concept, everything, and based on that, you know, there are certain budgets that come out of it, and invariably, there is always somewhere you have to cut down the budget. Like no matter how big it is, you could be cutting down 10 rupees to 8 or you could be cutting 10,000 rupees to 8,000 but it's always thing and uh, it's almost like uh, uh, saying okay if I had all the money, I, uh, all the budget I needed I would do this but somewhere you'd be like okay you're not getting it so you maybe have to cut down a little bit. So you, I, I think every filmmaker faces that somewhere. Yeah, budget's always problems, right? Doesn't matter where you are. <clears throat> the Family Man, for example, we, it was one of the smallest budgets we shot uh, a series in. At this point, when we look back and realize it's a really minuscule budget we had for the Family Man. And it's not like uh, they were expecting us to do action, but we really wanted to do a lot of action. It wasn't really, on the script, we didn't really jump out action-wise, but we decided to push trucks off hills in Kashmir and do one-take sequences all nights and uh, all kinds of things we did in the family. We wanted to do action that we haven't done before. 
but there is no budget for it. So at the end of it, again, indie rules come in. You have to figure out how, how you're going to shoot it with this budget. And with uh, brilliant actors like Manoj and Dayal and all these people, we were now pushing them to shoot a lot. And they were delivering it like that. Once we were in, in the flow, uh, we would shoot scenes in like half hour sometimes. Because we started picking up a third camera and it was great to be in the middle of it sweating, carrying our own camera. We, I usually pick up the third camera and say, give me that other one too, because I want to get close-ups of the actors because they're performing so beautifully. And we always treat actors like melting ice on table. You know, we feel that it, sh it should be shot as soon as they're fresh and not let them think too much and start improvising too much later. The first improvisations are great. <laughs> Manoj, Manoj, Manoj knows this very well. Manoj does some, Manoj does some brilliant improvisations, right? And on the first take, second take, he does it, and they are like superb. And even you know that by the third time, fourth time, you know you're, you're maybe it's not an improvisation anymore because you become part of the act, right? So you know those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we are, we are, we kind of start to do these not for the budgets, but also the fact that dynamism on on set. Instead of going back to the van and sitting there, three hours of lighting, and then we come and shoot one shot at a time. It's just too much, and I feel it's broken into so many pieces with coverage that we thought, especially we discovered that while making series, that we could actually do it very raw, very intense, very fresh. As soon as the actors come, we kind of finish the scene, we block it and do it in a, in a very quickly. So, yeah, I mean, we, we are surprised at how much we pulled off in the family band. Cut to the latest series, Guns and Gloves, same thing. We started shooting in Dehradun and we showed him what, what was on script. And then one day we decided, let's shoot action tomorrow, like two days from now. And Netflix calls up and be like, are you serious? We're shooting action now? Like, and we don't, the budget, it's not budgeted. But we have to now stretch the dollar. Somehow, with the budget we have, we're now flying the action team. They prep, we're shooting this uh, chase sequence in the mountains. It's not. It's not even in the script. So, so yes, budget is always tight in respect of what you're shooting, and we always cut corners. We always take the money from here and put it here to make it work. So yeah, doesn't matter how much. So the short work. answer, in summary, for all of this is: no matter what filmmaker you are, no matter what film or show you're making, whatever money you need, you will never get a penny more than that. In fact, you will get a little bit less than that. You. I'm sure no one has uh, described the two of you as melting ice before. <laughs> so, um, now coming to, um, you know, a slightly technical part, you know, most everyone is aware that you need a script and then the script becomes uh, a film or a series. But for OTT, you have something called a Bible, right? So, let's start with, uh, I'll come to the actors uh, afterwards, but can we start with you, Apurva? Uh, how do you go about um, building a Bible? And then we'll come to the two of you. The same question. I think the, the core, uh, you know, very effective uh, pitch strategies really start with, uh, and especially, let's say, uh, fiction versus non-fiction, and talk about both. Fiction is very clear, you have to have a very clear concept, which is succinctly explainable. If you were like, oh, you have to read the script to understand it, that means you yourself don't know the concept. So, Bible includes a concept note, artistic statement, which is the tone and the treatment and the take you want to take, which is unique. And uh, 
in my understanding, if you've not written the pilot, which means you have done some story engineering of all episodes, then you've not put enough effort because people are coming with that ready material now. So if you think that you have one major concept and people should commission and development, I'm sorry, but others are putting that effort of going a little more into it, self-financing that development process, because what, what the Bibles we receive right now is includes a full-fledged pilot, fleshed out. And to write a good pilot, you have to flesh out some engineering of the rest of the episode. So there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but uh, a Bible for a fiction series kind of looks like that. For non-fiction, it's research-led. And anything for fiction also research-led is great. Non-fiction is just research. If you have a very clear understanding of you've identified your storytellers, you've identified what the main pull of the, the pull of your intention of doing an investigative doc series or a doc series which is like my octopus teacher, which is lyrical, uh, you have a very clear intent with where you want to go. The hypothesis of the research that you want to go into is very clear. So for fiction, uh, along with the pilot, uh, do you also expect uh, to see the beats of the remaining episodes? The beats, I, I, if it's done, because I do feel a very well-informed pilot only comes after you've, be you've beaten the whole, you know, that's what story engineering that I spoke about, eight episode beats are done, or six episode beats are done. Uh, but uh, a good, good grip on understanding what that season one arc would look like is great. What people come back is what we expect of season two. You have to have an idea of there's a longevity, there's a seasonal uh, appeal to it. Uh, appeal to the concept because when you do pull in so much, so much, so many resources and time and energy of performers and artists, you want to be able to take it a little more longer haul. So the investment kind of makes sense. But then, uh, for season two, like, what do you do with something like Virapan, uh, which is a finite story? So uh, how do you pitch that? So the hunt for is actually a very big. Uh, make them, it's like there are many like the hunt for Osama bin Laden, the hunt for Virapan. So there is a more global appeal to that. Uh, this Virapan story is uh, three seasons, uh, eight episodes each. Let's do it together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, three seasons. It's for fictional part, as in because we had like more than 700, 800 hours of just interviews of very core people you see. We've, We've shot so much more and there's so much of unraveling. We also only focused on the hunt period. We focused on the fractured psyche. Plus, the restriction of four episodes came from Netflix with very intelligently because there was a data point that, for example, don't fuck with cats or, uh, you know, the Tinder. All the doc series across the world were performing only to the four episode. Everybody was dropping out after that. Wild Wild Country being the first OG production. So these are analytics that tell you where is your audience at, where their where their attention span stays. But overarchingly, the the intention is to be able to create compelling content where you are. For India, I I thought Virapan was defining uh, in terms of non-doc viewers watching, uh, you know, a, a documentary series like and loving it as much as how fiction series are appreciated as well. So it was cinematic, it was by design, the music, the, 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 the way the storytellers were approached. Um, it was very, very immersive as an experience that we were trying to drive. So those are the elements. And uh, Rajan DK, what's, what's in your Bible? 
Bibles. I, I still don't know what Bible what should have. One, one line which is there Bible. Uh, no, no, I learned the entire Bible structure now. But uh, earlier we were Googling it, saying how do you do Bible for family man, no idea. I mean, everybody has their own thing, but looks like what she said is more standard practice as to what to do. Uh, we, we just made our own stuff up. I didn't have this artistic statements and stuff. It just had a story, and uh, we didn't even have a full picture. I think. Actually, we went to Manoj and said, "Let's do it," and then he said, "Okay," and then we told him, "So let's do it." And did Amazon also say, "Let's do it"? Yeah, Amazon did say, "Let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> That's such a smart way to do it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, coming to the actors, what did Raj and DK share with you for the family man? Yeah, it, it's okay, they're all friends here, you can share it. Uh, so, there was an audition that had happened, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, there was an audition that had happened in Chennai and uh, the, uh, the uh, condition was that we have to speak in Sri Lankan Tamil. So, that was the uh, thing. I don't know to speak Sri Lankan Tamil, I, I know to speak Tamil. So, uh, we did the audition. So, uh, the interesting thing is, uh, I got the scene uh, four days before the audition. So, I had time to prepare, which generally, you know, earlier and all never used to happen. So, uh, four days, so I had the time. So, I worked with one of the uh, a person that I know who speaks Sri Lankan uh, Tamil. So, I spoke to him, got it kind of, you know, managed it for the audition. And that's how it, it, I, I, I did the audition. And then on scene, uh, I was actually quite surprised the way they, uh, they approached, the faith that they had, I, I don't know. They, they said, this is the scene. Of course, we did discuss, uh, Mr. DK gave a very clear uh, <coughs> briefing about, uh, about the character and how the pre and the post, what happens to him from where does he come and, uh, and, and and then the scene after that. So that was very uh, clearly, uh, you know, uh, told to me. And then the freedom was completely uh, mine. Uh, I was, I did what I thought would be right and uh, he gave that freedom. And uh, I was very surprised, actually, thanks to you. I, I don't think I ever said that to him. Uh, and to Mr. Raj, but thanks to them that that's the kind of faith that they have in actors, you know, that gives us more responsibility to to push and uh, and deliver. Yeah, uh, true. Like when you when you get good actors, when you get talented people that's right for the role, I think that takes a huge load off directing, right? So now you can just sit back and watch what the actor is doing, what the actor him or her is bringing to the character, and how they're internalizing it, and all. Maybe here and there you might have to just nudge a little bit, but let them do the job. So I think, uh, so we are lucky, I think, in Family Man, literally down to the smallest actor, to all our leads and everybody. I think the casting was done right. So Manoj, uh, beyond the handshake and let's do it, uh, did they share a Bible with you? What all did they share with you? You know, this, uh, we share some wine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Both, uh, and Raj, ran away from there after having two glasses of red wine and DJ and me, <laughs> we crumbled after a few hours. <laughs> anyway, so now um, I happen to be in USA and you know, I watched uh, 
uh, this series Narcos, and that was the first time. That was the first time I got myself familiar with uh, with uh, OTT and its work. And then again, I went there. Uh, the Sacred Games, I saw. Uh, after that, uh, uh, what I started realizing uh, while exploring the OTT world that uh, the the shows were all about sex, violence and guns. And uh, I was quite binge watching, I was, I was enjoying watching it, enjoying watching some great performances, watching some great director's work. But somewhere it was telling me that, you know, if at all I have to do it, I don't want to do anything which has sex, violence and guns. Because that's the template which OTT was filled up with. Uh, and that is when Mukesh Havra, you know, I got a call from Mukesh Havra, the casting director. He said, Raj and Rikyo, they want to meet you. Uh, I said, okay, film it. No, it's a series. I said, yaar, who is sex violence guns? Ho ga, yaar. And I said, no, 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 you have to, you have to meet them. Just meet them. Okay, and we met uh, at the club or Indigo. Uh, uh, and in 20 minutes, Raj has given me the synopsis of uh, this series that they wanted to make. And what was so amazing about it, that he's, he was giving me this story about uh, spy from Chembur and this is uh, the way we want to make it, a real one. And that kind of triggered everything inside me. I said that it, it doesn't have sex violence and guns and it is talking about the real guy and we'll have fun. That's all. That is all. 20 minutes. The meeting lasted for 20 minutes. I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Please send me the, uh, uh, the script whenever it gets ready. Okay. And that's how it happened. It didn't take uh, more than 20 minutes. I'm curious to know, um, before the shoot, uh, did you get anything beyond the script? As in, uh, like the Bible that... Ka character, arc or uh, all that? No. Uh, it was there? Was it there? No. No, some form of it might have been made, but I think it's more of a conversation yeah, more about of, his character yeah. and how he's going to do so, it and all that. Yeah, I, you know, the, the, what, uh, I think it works, for each actor it works differently. For me, it, it's very important that I become friends with my directors. I know I start sitting with them. I start understanding where they are coming from, how they are looking at the character. And then, you know, I try to go beyond that and surprise surprise myself, you know, and put some new things, put some, give some new dimension to 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 uh, to their characters and how they are looking at it, you know. So, it, it, that is very important for me to really read the scenes with them, read the script with them or, or with my co-actors and then read many times alone and that is where, uh, that is the strength of my preparation actually, that I go through it again and again in my leisure time. Uh, so much so that it becomes part of me and it's very important mainly for the series because as I said in, in the beginning that you have to know the graph of your uh, of your character uh, otherwise it will look quite bizarre you know because if there is no graph uh, the director can help you only that much because he is dealing with a hundred uh, characters you can't be expecting him to come to you rescue so, so, you know, you have to somewhere be self-sufficient self, uh, when, when you're going on the set. Yeah. And I mean, um, one of the things we do, and we learned this, like 
probably we didn't do it on Family Man season one, but later on we learned is we started creating dockets for each character. Like uh, if he's playing the role of Supu, there would be a Supu docket where it tells the whole story, like maybe like a piece, like one one line, two line. It tells the whole story leading up to the scene, and then he has the scene, and then so each actor gets a docket. So at any point, if they have a scene, they need to know what is happening before, after the scene. All they have to go back to the their docket and look at it where it's coming, what has happened to him, what is happening to him afterwards, and it helps them. So we started doing that just by learning from these problems, how you know, the actor now needs to remember everything. We made these dockets for each actor. Like, of course, somebody like a Manoj will get a thick docket because it's throughout. But uh, people with lesser screen time would get the scenes that are relevant to them leading up to that, so they get a smaller docket. So, but everybody gets one. Also, if you give anybody the eight episodes, ten episodes, the whole thing, right? Nobody's going to read it. I haven't seen anyone read it so far. It's so it's the people were not even reading feature scripts when you had feature scripts. You still call for narration. Raja Ji. Raja Ji. No, you know what happened. So there is a, there is a very interesting anecdote. So second season, uh, we started shooting. Uh, well, you know, before the release or the streaming of the first season, and. Uh, we went on the show, I mean, we, uh, whatever uh, that they have written, it came to me and then I said, no, no, a few things are missing. Uh, no, they are, that's being written, uh, that will be given to you, but let's start shoot. And when we started shooting, I prepared the character thinking that he's divorced. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> no, so it ended like that, the first season. Okay, I, I actually thought, you know, so in my mind, I started acting with that thought in my mind that is divorced. <laughs> and suddenly uh, Raj one day said, no, he's not divorced uh, right now. Um, we are still thinking whether he should be separated or not. But let's go ahead and shoot this thing. I said, I'm going to do this. <laughs> you know, because that, that is going to be the basis of my, my, uh, the, 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 the character's journey. You know, the few scenes we've shot, and then I had to really manipulate my performance around the change to grab up there. We are made to be more detached now. Like, you know, like, like being in a marriage where it's kind of like being in a divorce. You know, you're not there. But it's easy with Manoj. You just say, and he'll, he'll say all this, but he'll figure it out. <laughs> now, uh, I wanted to ask you about reception and metrics. I'll start with uh, Purva. Now, what is the measure of uh, success uh, for for these shows? For example, um, you know, for films you have a Friday box office, right? So you have that report card that uh, happens on a Friday. Um, so how do you measure it with um, with OTG? Do uh, networks or sorry, do the streamers give you any uh, numbers? Do they uh, uh, do they break it down for you? How do you know that you have succeeded? As I have had more experience with Netflix, um, they have this to doom, uh, you know, web web numbers that really define what top ten performing assets are across the world, country-wise, uh, language-wise, and so on and so forth, genre-wise as well. Uh, but other than that, no, they don't share it because then we as creators will start demanding our real worth. <laughs> um, but uh, it's interesting they do they do do a summary summarizing assess of our metric in terms of uh, viewership where did it drop uh, creative feedback in terms of 
how many people completed the series, not in terms of numbers, but in percentages across the world. And the, the good part about metrics from OTTs is that they have global numbers for global assets performing across. So uh, if my, if Veerapan was compared to, uh, I think, uh, uh, Johnny Depp's uh, divorce, whatever, you know, very badly. <laughs> but it was, you know, that one dropped and everybody started watching that and global viewership like kind of sucked out, like literally sucked all the viewers out of our, our show. But uh, the fact was it was very interesting to understand, compare it, like in one shot you can understand your, your performance versus any show in the world. Uh, these are things that I'm very interested in because data is something that I deeply appreciate um, in terms of number. You can keep digging into understand, but real viewership, no, they don't share. Uh, I think the best metrics, Naman, to understand good performance of a show is how many more shows you can get commissioned. <laughs> so I think um, that warm welcome and opening of doors becomes so much easier in terms of pitching and then uh, inviting you again and again to uh, be able to deliver as creators is the only good metric that I would say keeps us going. Rajendi. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't, they don't share any numbers at all, even if you ask them. But uh, what happens is they do give you a sense of how it's doing. They'll be like, ah, this is doing well. Oh, this is doing very well. But tell me, uh, how, how, how come uh, Ormax does the... Ah, so now there are outside agencies like Ormax, where I think they have, like, like kind of like how people measure TRPs for television, right? It's not done by the channel, I think, I'm not sure. Uh, based on the surveys. Yeah, so they do surveys and they have their ways of... Extracting also, I think like there's posts. a huge social media tap now that yeah, they yeah. start extracting the yeah, print that's the, that's the buzz part. The, the viewership buzz part, part yeah. yeah. Viewership but, is, yeah. But the biggest, the biggest indicator of how successful a series is, honestly, is social media. How much, how much, like, uh, you know... Response you get. Response you get and love you get and how long it's lasting. You, you get a sense of... Uh, Oh my God! So many people are watching. So many people are talking about it, and this is a love. This is yes. a hate. You understand that? It's right? basically pieces in various things. One, some of them is like they say, how many subscribers? Like the family man, this they kind of gave us an idea that how many new subscribers came on the service, and how many people finished it. These were the two metrics. That so was cool. Yeah, and we get a lot of subscriptions, right? So uh, it's it, and then somebody said it's next to marvelous Mrs. Maisel at that point or something. So you get a number. Oh, we've gotten so many subscribers for the for Amazon Prime. That is the metrics. But the other piece would be social media. The other would be just public, just wherever you go and they say, I've seen the family man. So the number of people that would say were so high, you could see how far it traveled. And of course, the other metric would be how many of our actors who are traveling to shoot season two were upgraded to business class automatically. <laughs> But that, that is something, you know, I'm, you, uh, it doesn't remain hidden, you know, it, it just pop, it pops up. Uh, there is, uh, you know, two films of mine, Gulmohan and Banda. We didn't have any number, we didn't know how to measure the, uh, the success of it in terms of the numbers. But suddenly, uh, uh, you know, wherever you're going or the responses that you're getting on, and it is lasting for, for months. Uh, uh, Banda suddenly, uh, I started getting call from Z5 that uh, we were only expecting uh, these many thousands subscription in a month, but now we have 
uh, crossed more than two lakhs. So they were they were talking about thousands. They were expecting thousands, the maximum. But here they were talking about lakhs. So that that itself, you know, says that it's a it's a runaway, you know, blockbuster, you know, in, in box office uh, language. So that that's how you. And then you are traveling, uh, meeting people in the flight at the airport, uh, wherever you are going. There's they are saying. Sir, and you're, you're your watchman. Yeah. Huh? Your watchman. Who took a selfie <laughs> with you after family man? <laughs> family man. Family man. Uh, family man. You where do you go? The photos. They all the bachas come in. Sir, family man. Family man. One photo, family man. <laughs> you know that is the that is the proof of 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 of, your, of the success of the project that you are part of. Yeah, it, it's it's like the old days. It's like the old days, right? Like. 20, 30 years ago, like at the time of Sholi or Hamab ke Hakon, even you know, uh, when a movie plays, sorry, no, no, like in the olden days, Sholi is very old, but uh, pre-social media, pre-pre-box office numbers, like nobody knows how much Sholi made, nobody knows how much Hamab ke Hakon made, but all you know is it's playing in your theater, in your local town, in your local theater, and it's playing and it's playing and it's playing, it's playing for 100 days and. Everybody you meet has seen it, so people are like, okay, it's a hit. I mean, the only benchmark there is it ran for a hundred days, but other than that, it's a hit. Nobody knows how much money it made. Uh, so I think we are back to that here, saying if everybody you meet, you meet has watched it, or it's still trending in the top ten in the platform. That means people are still watching it after so many days, but you never know monetarily what it means. See, uh, it's also cinemas have a shelf life. When a movie is released, it has a shelf life. It's that weekend is what is measurable. Here, the uh, interesting part is it's there all the time. You know, OTT. So, so people can watch even if they don't have the time. They they can watch accordingly. You know, they might take they might take a month to uh, see it. They might take two months to see it. But people do watch. So there's a consistent uh, viewership that that always uh, goes on. That is what is interesting about uh, ODT. I, I want to add to that. So when season two dropped, season one's viewership went up. Like it was number one, number two. No, actually number one, number three. In between was Bollywood Housewives, which is very happy that people are actually escaping. But that's also that's what happens. That there's rediscovery. There is renewal, renewed viewership just to catch up. When because of the pandemic, a lot of distance was created between season one, twos, or threes. And uh, I think that really gives a boost to material that is, you know, probably not in the top launches or trending in the marketing in their carousels, but uh, has that fan following. But you're right, like nobody. That that Delhi Crime is an introduction my mom wants to give you, right? Like when I walk in, nobody really knows I'm a producer of Delhi Crime, but Delhi Crime made it possible for people like us to be able to. You know, come into the limelight where we didn't have aspirations to create Bollywood films. So, while I have plenty of more questions for you, I think it's time to give the audience their time in the sun. So, please raise your hands in an orderly fashion, and please ask brief questions. And uh, if you have any uh, statements to make, this is not the forum. Just ask questions. Uh, the gentleman in the third row, followed by the gentleman in the fifth row. मैम मेरा क्वेश्चन आपसे है फर्स्ट ऑफ़ थैंक यू सो मच मेरा क्वेश्चन था कि आपने बाइबल की बात की
लाइक जैसे हम स्क्रिप्ट को मतलब रजिस्टर्स करवाते हैं एस डब्ल्यू ए तो क्या हमें मतलब बाइबल को भी करवाना चाहिए अगर हो अगर ऐसा कराना चाहिए तो कहाँ पे होती है उसके लिए कौन सा होता है एस डब्ल्यू थैंक यू मैम वेट फॉर द माइक प्लीज एंड वेट योर टर्न या सो इज द जेंटलमैन हियर वेट फॉर अ कपल ऑफ मिनट्स या गो एंड years ago uh in film bazaar and we were one of the judges to pick and choose the films because there were a lot of scripts being submitted there were really beautiful ideas and, we, and a lot of people there other filmmakers too but this was not even selected in the top 25 or whatever it was we were just sitting in the cafeteria these two boys and uh, came up and said we have an idea i said sure we keep people keep pitching all the time but there was something special about it because they had a little pictorial way of representing it what i was trying to tell filmmakers here is that you should find a way to make it interesting grab your attention in that few minutes that was the book that's it they didn't have anything else i said okay sounds good if you're going to do it this way keep it real keep it raw with no actors go and shoot it you have a phone go and shoot a short film and show us how it is how we would have done it that's what they did came back they actually got back showed us the 3 months a uh, really nice short film and we said okay i'm going to keep my word i'll put i will put our own money cuz nobody's going to fund this because there is no actor in it so we just made it with that budgets they gave of course they over you know went over the budget that would double the also the i think the condition was ki let's not just take the same let's take the same actors from the short film all these newcomers raw fresh people let's make the film with them the director was almost suggesting should i approach this actor that actor in telugu like no that's where we will go wrong so just stick to this exact same cast that you have go to the same village cast more people that you need for the feature film and uh, i think yeah that's what happened yeah so they just stuck to it and what's nice is that uh, you know these kind of films don't have a home right they never get a home film festivals are their traveling homes that's what happened our first first film too it's hard to put it out there So we knew it was some cost at the end of it. You know, we just go with it. But I should give a shout out to Netflix for giving it a great house. So, gentlemen with the cap, followed by the lady uh, with the mic. Wish you many times, Suresh Sharma. I want to ask Manoj Vajpayee ji to ask him this OTT platform, over the top platform. ये पंद्रह साल इसके होने जा रहे हैं ये रिलायंस एंटरटेनमेंट ने इसकी शुरुआत की थी 2008 में अब पंद्रह साल हो गए हैं इस बीच एक इसका एक रूप बन गया है तो मैं ये जानना चाहता हूँ कि सिनेमा फिर टीवी सीरियल और उसके बाद ये सीरीज वाजपेयी जी सिनेमा के भी लीजेंड रहे हैं और ये जो सीरीज है उसके भी लीजेंड हो गए हैं तो इसके दोनों तीनों ये विधा में यानी फिल्म और ये आपका टीवी और सीरीज 
इसके स्टोरी स्ट्रक्चर में क्या अंतर होता है एक क्या अंतर होता है एक दूसरा ये कि आप एक एक्टर की तरह तीनों जो अब जनर है इसमें एक्टिंग में कुछ बदलाव अपना करते हैं आपको कुछ या कोई फर्क नहीं आता सुरेश नमस्कार कैसे हैं आप दिल्ली दिल्ली जब से गए मिलना बंद हो गया आपसे जी पहला तो वो जो स्ट्रक्चर क्वेश्चन आई थिंक शुड एड्रेस हाउ डू यू स्ट्रक्चर डिफरेंटली फॉर फिल्म एंड एंड ओटीटी फिल्म्स ओटीटी सीरीज हाउ डू यू स्ट्रक्चर डिफरेंट आई थिंक दैट क्वेश्चन शुड बी आस्ट आप एक्टर के तौर पे सर मेरा मैं हमेशा से मानना रहा है कि मीडियम चाहे भले बदल जाए चाहे वो थिएटर हो चाहे रंगमंच हो थिएटर हो ओटीटी हो चाहे वो आपको फिल्म्स हो थिएटर फिल्म्स एक ही चीज़ बदलती है दर्शक की जगह पे कैमरा आ जाता है और मैंने अपनी ज़िंदगी में उसके अलावा कुछ ज़्यादा बदलाव नहीं किए हैं परफॉर्मेंस वाइज एक किसी डायरेक्टर ने कहा था कि आप थिएटर में परफॉर्म करते हो तो लास्ट रो के लिए परफॉर्म करते हो बट यहाँ पे लास्ट रो के लिए परफॉर्म करने की जरूरत नहीं है कैमरा आपका दर्शक है सो दैट एक्चुअली वो उस बात ने जो है मेरे सारे चीज़ों को सॉल्व कर दिया था कि नाउ यू आर एक्टिंग फॉर द कैमरा यू आर नॉट एक्टिंग फॉर द ऑडियंस थिएटर में ऑडियंस सामने होती है आप उनके लिए परफॉर्म कर रहे थे इसलिए आपको लास्ट रो में इसमें सुनाई दे उसमें उतना प्रोजेक्शन आपको करना पड़ता है लेकिन जब कैमरा ही आपका ऑडियंस है तो आपको प्रोजेक्शन करने की जरूरत ही नहीं आपको सिर्फ ये ध्यान रखना है कि आपका कैरेक्टर जिससे आप बात कर रहे हैं कितनी दूरी पे खड़ा है मेरी प्रॉब्लम वो नहीं होती मेरी प्रॉब्लम होती है सटल एक्टिंग के नाम पर लोग जो नमन अगर उतनी दूर है तो सटल एक्टिंग के नाम में नाम पर मैं बुद्ध बुदाऊँगा नहीं तो लोग कहेंगे कि ओवर द टॉप हो रहा है <laughs> ये जो डर है ओवर द टॉप होने का वो इसलिए आता है बिकॉज हम हम लोग हम लोग का स्किल सेट तैयार नहीं हुआ अगर मैं नमन से बात करूंगा सिनेमा में भी तो मेरा मेरे पिच बढ़ेगा क्योंकि बिकॉज नमन मुझसे कुछ दूर है लेकिन जब मैं डीके से बात करूंगा तो मेरा पिच डिफरेंट होगा बिकॉज ये मेरे बिल्कुल करीब है आजकल हमारे सिनेमा में सटल एक्टिंग के नाम पे हम दोनों से एक ही पीछ पे बात कर रहे होते हैं कहीं कहीं ज्यादा ना हो जाए ऑल उसके अलावा कुछ चेंज किया किया नहीं जाता है it should make you into a better person than you were before so or, or it should bring qualities to you that you didn't have so is that something that you also experienced well uh, it depends what kind of characters we are playing if you ask me uh, 
uh, how, what characters you know made me a, a better human being, I would say Ramchandra Sridhar Swapaligar. He was a good man. I was playing a character who, who was basically a fantastic human being. But when you're playing a character like Shrikant Tiwari who is lying all the time, he's a, he's a good man, but he's, he's, his grey is a little more, little much more, okay, than the, just the good side. Because he has to, he has to be, be too many things in, in one day, you know. So he's, 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 do, he's calling all kind of, uh, you know, tricks, pulling all kind of tricks to really do the job of a husband, of a father, of a, of a spy, uh, of a colleague, you know, so to very few characters that you play and that actually helps you in becoming a better human being. There was a film called Gali Gunya that I have played, but that man was, you know, uh, breaking down mentally, you know. In the entire film, that there was a graph of him breaking down. By the end of it, I was almost on the verge of having nervous breakdown. So that character will never, you know, help me in, in uh, becoming a better human being. But it's what happens when you are playing a character, any character, you are trying to understand others, other character. Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I okay, when you are trying to understand patiently. When I'm trying to understand a character that is also giving me a capacity or, or a strength, a way to understand others. Okay, because what happens that in, in actual life, we are too self-obsessed. We are too much in love with ourselves. So we are not, we don't try to, to really understand the person who is talking to me or who I am coming across, who is sitting a little far away. So what is the best part about our profession as actors? That we are looking at people, we are observing them, we are trying to understand their backstory, we are trying to understand what mental conflict they are going through, all of those, you know, aspects about other human beings. And where else you can, you know, get to do that? As an actor, that is why they say you can, you can be a very good actor if you are a good human being. Why they say that? Because as a when you are a good human being, you try to understand others. Uh, I also had a question. Uh, there are plenty of other people with questions, so let's give them a chance. Uh, there's uh, this gentleman followed by this gentleman with the curly hair and glasses. Hello, uh, let's just everybody agree that we don't have Manoj Pajpa here, but we have a little prim school of acting here. So yeah, thank you so much, Manoj sir. Uh, my, ask, my question is to Raj and DK sir. Uh, you know, when directing, uh, what are those uh, creative fights or, you know, what are those conversations between you two, like how an improper joke can, like, be final and also asking Manoj sir, have you ever seen both of them fighting for an improper joke which is given by you? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, see, we, we know uh, to make movies together, so that's the only way we know to make movies. We've been friends since college. So we pretty much write, we write together, we write to direct. So everything is agreed on the paper, all the fights are happening in the office. So not much happens on the set, I think, right? You've seen us fight? Uh, I have only seen Raj pulling his leg and uh, he very quietly, you know, uh, really suffering uh, Raj's humor and his pranks on him. I have only seen that. <laughs> 
DK doesn't even respond to his pranks and humor, which is which is so amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so, uh, improvisations are always welcome from the actors. That's what uh, uh, Layal was saying earlier, that we really get the actors. I, we don't even sit down with the actors before the uh, before we start shooting. We don't do rehearsals much. It's just talk, understand each other, be on the same page. And the first day or so, it's fine-tuning. After that, it's a free run. It's really actors get to do whatever they want to do. And we are there to possibly govern and kind of uh, oversee it. Really, they do our, they do most of the job, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only su su surprise bit would be if actor does something, some impromptu, some ad-libbing. That's where the surprise comes. And I think we both look at each other and saying, "What do you think? Is it good? Is it going?" And we we discuss by the time the Manoj comes and it's like, we, we have "How a, was it?" <laughs> you, you, so usually, usually, we'll have two of us have to uh, discuss because it's always a crowd around the monitor. We'll have to go away to discuss and say, what do you think? But we have a secret uh, language that we speak in Telugu. <laughs> so, we speak to each other quietly. On the leather. Manoj, Baj, you said a leather. There are some Telugu people in the house, I think. Oh, there's a lot of them. A lot of them. Uh, there's a lady in the front. And you have the mic yet? Yeah. Sir, so, hi. Yeah, so the lady in the front first. Bol le do, yaar. Uh, thank you to the lovely panel ahead in front of us and thank you for sharing your personal experiences which is very enriching for all of us over here. My question is a general question for everybody, even if the people still sitting in the auditorium. But Manoj, this is for you. Yeah, we have uh, done Grown Together from theatre and your first film Bandit Queen was shared. And I feel, even as Dolly, I feel there has been success and failures in our, all our lives. I want to know the Manoj that I know, how has he faced his failures? Success is there in front of us, but there have been moments, like me also, we get into our own shells, you know. So I want to know, Manoj, how you dealt with it. Uh, Doriji, uh, the initial part, initial uh, uh, time in Bombay, uh, Mumbai, which is called now. Uh, initial years in Mumbai without work was very difficult. Why it was difficult? Because when I was doing theatre, when you were also there, uh, we were doing theatre without getting paid. I mean, there is no money in there. So, but I was very busy. I was kind of working with Barry John. I, was, I had my own group that I was busy with. There was no time for anything else. But the, uh, the amount of work that we were putting in, in theatre, it was not giving us the time to even think that we are hungry, okay? It was not giving us time to think that we don't have money to take a bus back to the room, okay? It was not giving us time for anything. We were so, we were so driven, we were so passionate. Days were filled with activities and, and the plays and the rehearsals. And suddenly when you land in Mumbai, you don't have work. And everybody says, everybody thinks that, you know, my, 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 our days in Delhi was difficult. No, it was so fantastic because we were learning every day, we were practicing, we were rehearsing. There was no time for anything. If we felt, felt that, you know, I want to have samosa, I am very hungry, I'll immediately go to DK and say, if you have two rupees, give it to me, I want to buy a samosa. So that was, that was the kind of time we, uh, 
you know, I mean, enjoying together with our friends, with our colleagues who are working together. But in Mumbai, when you land, you don't know anybody and uh, you don't have enough money. You have to really worry, be worried about your rent, you have to be worried about your food and you don't have work. When whichever office you go to, a person who came straight away from his village and landed in that office and you who have done ten years of theatre will be measured equally, okay? So that was a very frustrating time and it was a horrendous time. Uh, but the, the low that I faced after few years of Satya, that I took it very well, I would say. After uh, uh, those five, six years of lows, I think I have used it so well uh, that never seemed like low. I used to conduct workshops, I used to attend workshops, I used to read a lot, I used to go back to my village, meet people, you know, uh, just watch plays, watch films. So, the initial days of the struggle in Mumbai was very bad, but the low that I have, have faced uh, after a few years of Satya, that was handled very well. I suddenly, you know, I became very disciplined. I started working on myself and I started thinking that he had to, you know, I have to really prepare myself for the next opportunity. So, the, that is, I think that, I think that, that, that somebody gave me this lesson that, you know, uh, lows are, uh, or the struggle times are the best time to really uh, solid, solid, solidify yourself. And because if you are not working on yourself, now, how are you going to use the opportunity which, land, which will land up in your lap? So, it's best to keep working on yourself. I know it's, it's easier said than done. You know, Manoj Bajpini has a gyan de sakta hai apko. Lekin khud pe padhti ho, to baut bhaadi padhta hai. But, there is no other choice. There is no other option. You have to prepare yourself for the opportunity which will come from, which may come from, you know, Director Sahib Raj and DK. And that time you can't say that I'm going back to the workshop to learn acting. You can't, you can't afford to say that. Uh, the gentleman here has been waiting for a long time. Uh, hi, sir. So, firstly, a uh, big fan of your work, all of you. So, my question is to Raj sir and DK sir. So, sir, sir today, nowadays I feel that a lot of people have very short attention span. And uh, so, when you were making a web series, uh, Family Man, of approximately 10 hours, so, what was your uh, plan to engage the audience and create a narrative narrative act so that it, you know, keeps the audience invested? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, or at least common perception is that a film will have crisp and fast-moving scenes and a series will have slow scenes, but I don't think that is true for, at least for the content we make, because we treat even in terms of pacing, we treat our series as much as, you know, just like we would treat our films. The only difference is there is more content. So the pacing of our shows, if you really, if you see, perhaps, is that they will be running at a pace of the film. The things that are happening, if there is a, a two-minute relation, like a like a two-minute fight between a husband and a wife in a film, uh, we might have a four-minute fight between a husband and a wife in a film. But that's not because the same fight is taking longer or it's going slower. It's because there is, we can dig deeper and put more and more uh, nuances in the fight. But the pace at which it moves is the same because now you feel that you have eight hours or nine hours to tell the story and you have a lot of story to tell. So that is what is important. See, 
the length should come from the amount of story you're telling, but not telling the same story slowly. Uh, the lady at the back. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Pratibha Sonavde and I am from Pune, from SNDT Women's University and we are here with uh, all our students. Sir, first of all, Manoj sir, I love you. And my question is to Krishna sir. Sir, when we make a film, if we have a production house and we work for a film, and if we work with OTT, so creatively, or production-wise or budget-wise, how it is different? I am asking this question because sir, one of my friend has written a web series of uh, seven episodes and he is uh, trying to find out a way that he should uh, approach a producer or any OTT pla platform. So, uh, how it is different and how to uh, go forward with? You have a script and you want to get it made. Right? Yes. That's the question. Yes. A series, especially. Yes, it's hard when you send it to the platforms directly because I don't know, they get tons of it. I don't know how many they can uh, actually start uh, green lighting it because they would like a director, a producer attached to it, ideally. So, I would suggest going to producers, studios who would be interested in a subject like that than going directly to uh, Netflix or Amazon. Sir, there's a gentleman here. Again, questions like uh, uh, hang on, uh, you want to ask a question? Uh, hang on, just uh, let this gentleman ask and we'll okay, give you okay. the uh, mic next. Uh, hey, give you yeah. the mic okay, next. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, first of all, thank you so much. I'm a young filmmaker from Hyderabad. Sir, two questions, I'll keep it very simple. Maral, sir, you did a film called Happy that was way long back. It's been a long time, so you need to come back to Telugu one. Please. Sir, second question. Namaste, sir. Rajat, sir. Big fan of your work. Sir, me report the little director just sir. Subtitles. Hey, Mr. Sir, Sir, me kind of work is missing. Subtitles. You need to translate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me finish the question. Yeah, that's all. Like, when you go to do a. His ideas when he go to direct in Telugu. So, I'm saying that we are. We are terming ourselves as filmmakers, so we don't necessarily have to direct a film. We can still write with somebody, we can still produce with somebody, so we're being flexible that we can make all kinds of cinema, that not everything has to be, that not everything we have to go and say action and cut. We can do a lot of things like we did first three, and there's a new uh, series coming up called Gulkanda Tales. We haven't directed it, but we're so much part of it that it's, it's like that. I mean, I'd like to do something in Telugu too, starting on cinema, but we want to do more. Sir, Manoj sir, like waiting for your answer. Next Telugu film. I think I'll work in Telugu when Raj and DK will make a Telugu film. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Uh, gentlemen at the back. Thanks for your question. With the beard. You, poor guy, you know, can, can you please give him the bike? Yeah, yes, it's a long time. He's, yeah, he's been waiting push. for a while. Yeah, please. <laughs> and, and then followed by the gentleman in the cap. Yes, please. <laughs> sir, Namaste Max. <laughs> First time talking in uh, mic. First time talking in mic, sir. First time you are talking in the mic. So hold the mic. Let, 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 let's clap for it. Kisses Pushna, Sabal, who you want to ask? 
Yeah, yeah. What? We have a question or a statement? Everyone, sir. Hello. Hi. Do you have a question? No question, sir. So many questions. Sir, I am a filmmaker. Okay. First time I got a chance to tell I am a filmmaker. Yeah, sir. Name is Telugu. Sinma Nita on Kutna, sir. Chippe Inka. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, sir. I'm Suresh Kumar from Online Media. And my question is to all five of them. The question is, one thing at 2024, if you wish you want to add on to this OTT platform, what would it be? Each one, one wish of yours to add on at 2024. I've produced a film for the past six years. It's an animation film. It's hand-drawn, Japanese-style, South Asian film. So that's what I want to distribute in the film. And season three. Uh, you're saying what from uh, from our side? Like we already have two shows coming next year. No, I think year. he meant in a, no, he meant in a, a wish list. Well, like for example, I'm, I'm so happy for uh, the fact that uh, documentaries are making such a big impact on OTT. Veerappan is a great example and a uh, few years ago, nobody had watched documentaries in India. They're all relegated to film festivals where the crowd doesn't even go. Now imagine the way, the amount of people that are it's trending on top. So, something like that, I'd like to see short films making it into OTT, which we don't see. Yeah, there you go. I think he covered everything. I mean, Baki sab to aata hi hai OTT, OTT. So, I don't know what else can come. No, uh, uh, that's a very good question actually. I don't know whether it's a question or not, but... Uh, one thing, you know, all OTT platforms started with uh, uh, initially. Now, they were really mentoring independent cinema. And that somewhere, you know, got lost. Uh, somewhere, I don't know for what reason, uh, that it has gone down completely. Now we see uh, all the uh, box office blockbusters making their way big time. But the independent cinema movement that started and it was getting such mentorship uh, from the OTT platforms, that is gone. And I, that's, that, that, that is a very sad development because if independent cinemas are not there, I don't think, you know, there will be, uh, uh, what do you call them, uh, will not grow as, 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 as the industry. Will only grow as an industry in terms of money, but will not grow as an industry as creative people. Yeah, new so, voices. Yeah, no new people. voices. New voices should, 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 be, should be applauded should be given platforms. Um, so I think that they were doing it so beautifully well. well yeah, they were, in the earlier, yeah. all these movies were directly made or shown on OTT. Now yeah. there's a clause that you have to, it has to play in theatres, only then we'll take it. Right there is taken off all the cinema that can actually be watched. They're all sitting there in cans because they're not going to get a film released so easy. No, it's I mean, it's so difficult for, uh, for any independent film to really stand a chance in front of a, in front of a, uh, say, Jawan or Pathan or 
or say Tiger Three, you can't. It can't stand a chance. And if you are giving shows at nine o'clock in the morning for a for an independent film, it will never do well. It will it will fall flat. And but the platforms were doing it so well. They were they were really mentoring it initially. I want and re I really request from this stage to all these platforms to really revive that mentorship and phenomenon worldwide because not just not just in India because there used to be a time when there would be a theatrical film and there would be an OTT film which was a certain way but from what I know a couple of years ago the Russo brothers made the Grey Man for Netflix so which is as big as any theatrical film so now I think every film is a big film in that right. sense. Mm -hmm. No, but I, I would like to add because I start the whole independent uh, to straight to OTT was a solution that you know I was in, like a part of that whole journey, and I completely agree with you. There is no safe home for independence left, and that is happening because a lot of the resources after Windows uh, are going into the blockbusters. So it's it's really. What, what was beautiful about this panel today and what the biggest argument that I take away is independence makes for filmmakers to become better show creators and showrunners and that kind of feeding is very important to go into investment in acquisitions of independence. I think and it's not very expensive to acquire independence. It's very little money but to have, make them have a home and a dedicated carousel so that people who watch independence can reach there. I, mean, I personally feel that no industry can, no film industry can evolve without, without independence. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's all. It's about the, also the time frame that OTTs are taking when it comes to originals. They take a longer time by the time they green light it and then they actually go on flows. Maybe that is also putting a lot of, uh, uh, lot of waiting period for new uh, age directors. So even if they can shorten that. They are talking about it, but if they can shorten that process of green lighting it and, and, and taking it to the floors, that's another thing that I wish could happen. And that's all we have time yeah, for. I have, I have one question. I have one question for Raj and DK. So, uh, some quick. months ago, we met at uh, SWA, and at the, in that conference, you had shown us the glimpse of. Uh, uh, your presentation, how from scratch you prepare for, uh, I mean, uh, family man. So likewise, uh, do you have uh, the same process for uh, the other, uh, you know, your, uh, uh, I mean, projects as well? And also, can we please have a glimpse of that? I mean, it was excellently made, actually, the presentation with the answer very quickly. No, we do. There has to be an organized way to do anything for that matter. We can. People thought we smoked up and made go go go. So you can't make a, a zombie film. Hi, you have to be sober for everything. It has to be structure organization. I will, we will do another master class where we'll talk about, we will uh, clearly show how we do it, and how we do our cards and trees and scriptures and all that. So we'll do it again. So I'm sure we'll do it.